Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Let me just get back to testing, testing, testing. So very important to take inventory, to understand the epidemiology. The epilogical st- the spread of the virus, <laughs> and also to um, uh, to meet the needs of the people affected. You know, I, I'll tell you the truth, folks. That was uh, Nancy Pelosi. Can't say the word epidemiological. Uh, she tripped up on it. She makes Joe Biden sound like Einstein. She's back to her old self. The meds need to be adjusted, or the vodka needs to be tamped down. But she's not alone in not knowing what the hell she's talking about. We can ridicule her all we want. There is so much bull crap being thrown around about this virus. And I, as an independent, and I'm going to tell you again, I am not a registered Republican. I've been registered as an independent until Donald Trump came along. Do you understand that? I have never been a water carrier as the others who are now saying the virus has no, no bearing. It's not important. Don't worry about it. It's overblown. These shills are creating a national problem. What's astonishing to me is that we have attacked the lies of liberalism on the savage nation since I began in 1994. And I've tried to thread a center line, an independent line. But when I wake up to a public health emergency of this kind, and I hear people who are allegedly conservative trying to tell you not to worry about it, that there's nothing going on, that it's all the liberals trying to hurt Trump. My friends, you have to understand that there comes a point in our discussion. Here we have the president about to give a speech, which we will run momentarily, where he's going to declare a national emergency over the coronavirus. And his water carriers, such as Sean Hannity, a dumb, lucky guy, a man with the luck of the Irish, a stupid man, very clever, but very uneducated, a dummy, a dummy of the worst order. All he does is repeat what's put in front of his mouth. That's why I've called him wallbanger all these years. For him to get up on Fox News, which is listened to and watched religiously by so many people and tell you not to worry, what do you think he's doing? Is he helping America? Is he helping the people? Is he helping the president by doing that when the president himself knows it's a national emergency? I would call what Hannity is doing and cohorts like him uh, a panic of complacency. A panic of complacency. They claim that they're trying to stop the panic. Well, they're creating a panic of complacency, which is only going to spread this virus. And that's a very bad thing. I I don't think Hannity has ever studied the germ theory of disease. If you said to him Lister, he would say Listerine. If you said Listerine, he would say mouthwash. If you say to him germ theory of disease, uh, that microorganisms cause disease, he wouldn't know what you're talking about. He didn't learn that in wall banging school. So you say, well, why are you bashing him? Don't we have enough enemies? To me, the enemy of reality are liars and ignorant people. And in a time like this, frankly, they should go off the air. They should just shut their fat mouths. 
If they don't know what the hell they're talking about, they should shut up. And if there was any responsibility at Fox News, they would take him off the air until this virus is over. And the same goes true for people who are telling you not to worry about this. Just be complacent. Go out and hang around with people. The whole world is shutting down because they're all stupid. The whole world is shutting down because Sean Hannity knows more than they do. He knows more than the presidents of Israel, the United States, all the Western European nations. That's right. Old Sean Hannity, who went to the ninth grade, knows more than everybody. But he's not alone, and he is the problem. And when the problem is on our side of the aisle, then we have a real problem. It was bad enough fighting socialism. It was bad enough, fight, it was bad enough fighting the lies of the Bernie Sanders types. But I can't sit here and say that all is well on the other side of the aisle when they're lying to you about this virus. Is it as dangerous as cancer? No. Is it as dangerous as the flu? Yes. Can it kill you? Yes. Is it worse than swine flu? Not in terms of mortality rates, but in terms of morbidity rates, which is something he didn't learn in, uh, uh, let us say, uh, uh, wall banging school, something the other one didn't learn in sports casting school. Morbidity, morbidity, morbidity. There's a report put out by the CDC, which I have read since 1978 when I was in grad school, and it was called morbidity and mortality. What does morbidity mean? It means how long an illness knocks you down and keeps you out of the workplace. That's something you need to study when you're studying these diseases. You can't just say that it's not as lethal or as, more, uh, as, as lethal as uh, some other viruses. That's irrelevant. What's relevant is what it's doing to the country and to the world. The president will speak in a few minutes declaring it a national emergency. What is Hannity going to do? Go on the air tonight and say it's not a national emergency? Does he not understand that he's undermining the president himself by continuing the big lie? That there's a limit to the blarney of uh, St. Patty's Day? There comes a time when corned beef and cabbage has its limits? Well, he's not the issue, really. The issue is the virus itself, which I want to talk about with you today. You have idiots on the other side, like Pelosi, who can't even say the word epidemiological, but she's an expert already on the whole subject. Couldn't say the word, but she knew what to do. They're all saying, no, Trump shouldn't have imposed a travel ban. Well, he should have locked the border down, mainly to keep uh, our people out of Mexico from spreading into Mexico. You know what's very odd is that this disease has not yet appeared in El Salvador. It's an interesting idea uh, here that we have to talk about. We keep saying we should close the border, which we should have done a long time ago. Uh, Mexico wants to close the border with the U.S. to protect its people from those of us who are carriers here in America. Isn't that odd? Which leads to the question of why are so many Central American nations somewhat immune to the uh, virus that came out of China? Well, there's a couple of answers to that. And it goes back to natural immunity the strength of the population, the strength of the people. And I am going to tell you a personal story in a moment, but first I'll tell you about a man I know who's a gardener. He said, he's a Mexican guy, strong as hell. And he laughed and he said, Michael, you know, I'm just a street dog. He said, I'm as tough as a street dog. I'm not afraid of this stuff. He said, he's a street dog. I said, you said that or someone called you? He said, no, he said, I'm a street dog and he's proud of it. He said, I'm a strong guy and I'm happy. I'm a street dog. And I laughed and I said, you know, when I was a kid, 
Again, I have to tell you a family story if you don't mind. If you're bored of it, that's your loss. So dad was an immigrant. He had a store in the Lower East Side of Manhattan, which at the time was a slum. Probably still is a slum, but they're paying $2 million for slum apartments because they like to be over bars that have cigarette smoke and be able to go out to in the morning. That's irrelevant. What's relevant is he took me by the hand and walked me down Ludlow Street. It was strewn with garbage and filth, and I hated it. And I said, why are you making me walk in these streets with you? And Father Savage said, because this was during the polio epidemic in the early 50s. And he said, because you'll build up an immunity to all the diseases that are out there. I didn't know what the word meant. I said, Dad, explain it to me. He said, well, you see, if you're exposed to them, your body will build up a way to fight them. And that's what he was doing in his own way. He was a very smart man. He was not educated in, in a formal sense, but he knew an awful lot about the realities of the world. What I'm saying to you is, yes, the people who grow up in the poorer neighborhoods, in the slums, sometimes are stronger than the lily-white kids who grow up behind the gilded uh, gates, the gilded gates of Westchester, uh, like uh, occasional cortex. Why is she so stupid? She grew up in Westchester, makes believe she's a street a street person. Grew up in Westchester, but makes believe she grew up in a, uh, in a slum. She thinks that gives her creds. So what I'm saying to you is this will pass. This is a strong nation. The president's speech was very successful, as I said to you the other night. It increased confidence that he is in charge. It improved the financial markets, which are up today. And uh, the currency of the apocalypse that we're living through today is toilet paper. I suggest you do a run on toilet paper. I was in the supermarket last night after the show about 5 o'clock. I never saw such a frenzy in my life. Uh, it was lucky. You, you had to wear like uh, a uniform from a hockey, if you were on a hockey team on ice. The women almost took my hands off. You got to keep your hands on the inside of the cart with gloves running around, I mean, with toilet paper rolls falling off carts. I've never seen anything like this. So there's the panic. And on the other side, you have the know-nothings who got very lucky in their life by attacking liberals. Think about the fortunes that were made through stupidity and no, no education by people who simply attacked liberals and told you all the problems in the world were caused by liberals. Think of how lucky they've been. Just think about how lucky they've been. And they're telling you to be complacent. They're telling you it's all a panic when the president himself will declare a national emergency. So you got lies from the left and you got lies from the right about COVID-19. And I, Michael Savage, am trying to answer it. I'm trying to do the best I can in these difficult times, which is what our job is in talk radio. It's not just to entertain you by creating a false uh, enemy. We have a social conscience, some of us do. And we're living through a storm. And this storm will pass, as have all other storms. We will get through this. But we're going to go through an uncivil time that is more tense than this one is. And there will be people who are so full of self-righteousness and self-certainty and with such hatred for the other side as you can see towards Trump, expressed by the idiots like Rachel Madcow should be taken off the air. We have to ignore those murderous words that come out of their mouths because they have no management. Comcast, which owns NBC, I think, I'm not sure who does, 
should have closed them down and taken them off the air for what they are doing. We're in the middle. However, America will sustain itself. We have a vast, vast nation. We have a phenomenal culture that is attractive to the entire world. We have the most powerful military on earth. We are hated and envied by many, as have all successful nations been. But we will be saved by the rights inherent in our Constitution and our Bill of Rights. And uh, that will help us to get through this. The current crisis is not a norm, but it's really not that abnormal. We've been through crises before, and we will survive this one. But until that time, I want you to remain safe. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom. It was the age of foolishness. It was the epic of belief. It was the epic of incredulity. It was the season of light. It was the season of darkness. It was the spring of hope. It was the winter of despair. We had everything before us. We had nothing before us. We're all going direct to heaven. We're all going direct the other way. In short, the period was so far like the present period that some of its noisiest authorities insisted on its being received for good or evil in the superlative degree of comparison only. As written by Charles Dickens, I'll be right back on Michael Savage. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Listen, we're in weird times. What if a medical emergency arises? Are you really prepared? Everyone says, oh, it'll never happen to me. But it can when you least expect it. In a medical emergency, air MedCare network providers can transport you or a family member to the nearest hospital. And if you're a member, you'll see no out-of-pocket costs related to your air flight. That's right. You won't pay a dime when transported by an AMCN provider. You should know health insurance may not cover the full cost of emergency medical transport. And even with comprehensive coverage, you could still get hit with substantial deductibles and co-pays. Pay attention. Sign up for an Air MedCare Network membership. AMCN is the largest air ambulance membership network with more than 3 million members, including me. You heard me right. This costs as little as $85 for your entire household and protects you whether you're at home or traveling. For $85, can you afford not to have this? Right now, as part of The Savage Nation, you'll get up to a $50 gift card when you join AMCN. Please, for the sake of yourself and your family, go to the special website, airmedcarenetwork.com slash savage, and use code savage. It's simple. Air medcarenetwork.com slash savage and then use code savage as soon as the president comes out uh, and gives his uh, speech where uh, we all hear he's going to declare a national emergency over this coronavirus which uh, many people who don't know anything about the germ theory of disease are calling a hoax they haven't caught up to reality even the president knows how serious it is but the camp followers haven't caught up with the president himself. They think they're doing him a favor. And they have misled millions of Americans, such as the next caller, I believe. Brenda in Virginia, welcome to the program. What's your main point? Hello, yes, sir. 
People are biblically illiterate out here. What you said a few minutes ago is absolutely right. People have no idea. They're throwing everything all out of proportion to make Donald Trump look bad. They have no idea. They haven't read the Bible to even know. Because, because ma'am, ma'am, let's slow down. Let's not do the Bible. Uh, what are you saying then? The disease doesn't exist? I'm, I'm saying it's nothing but a, a strong case of the flu. People have... Now, wait, where did you get that information from? Um, I mean, it's, it's all common sense. It's a cost well, com- Okay, so let me ask you, since you have so much common sense, can you please explain to me what the germ theory of disease is? What, the, what, the coronavirus? No, I said the germ theory of disease. What is the germ theory of disease? It's a bacterial thing. All right, well, that's partially right, but there are other microbes that cause disease from outside. So you do understand the rudiments of disease transmission and causation. And so you do know the virus does exist, correct? Yes, sir, I do. Okay, so why are you calling it a hoax? Well, I'm just saying it's that people out here throwing everything all out of proportion. You know, they're going and cleaning the store shelves and all this and all that. But that's what the Democrats... <laughs> wait a minute. So they sh- wait, so they shouldn't clean the store shelves? No, they should have already been prepared because the Bible tells you. You've got to prepare yourself. Uh, Brenda, I think this is a prank call. It sounds like it's somebody making up a voice just to be a joke. Pretty good. Pretty good imitation. Uh, You may get a job as a fill-in for Sean Hannity. You really ought to write to Lachlan Murdoch. You might be able to get a fill-in job for him over the weekend. Uh, Actually, when he's back on Monday. Because if you get up there and say the same thing, that God's going to save us and it's all a hoax and it's overblown, I think that you could fill in for Hannity on Monday. You'd be a great fill-in. We're waiting for the... um, president to speak not about the hoax but about the realities that we're all living through a national emergency while the hucksters who have made mega fortunes by making you believe that the whole world is evil because of liberals by creating an internal enemy about every problem on earth including this yeah and now you're buying it hook line and sinker michael savage a host like no other Hey, here's a question. How did you sleep last night? Did you spend the night tossing and turning, worrying? Now, look, if you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, you've got to try a Purple mattress. The founders of Purple are two brothers who have been developing cushioning technology for 30 years on things like medical beds, wheelchairs. Well, in 2016, they finally decided to use their patented comfort technology to create Purple, the world's most scientific mattress. Now, what does that mean? How is Purple different from other mattresses? Listen, the Purple mattress will probably feel different than anything you've ever experienced. Why? Because it uses the brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist. It was not like the memory foam that I'm used to or you're, you're used to. No, no. The Purple material feels unique because it's both firm and soft at the very same time. So it keeps everything supported while still feeling really comfortable. Plus, it's breathable. Unlike foams, it's breathable, so it sleeps cool. It ends up giving you the zero-gravity-like feel, so it works for any sleeping position. Okay, 100-night risk-free trial. You're not satisfied? You can return your mattress for a full refund. It's backed by a 10-year warranty, free shipping and returns, free at-home setup, old mattress removal. You ready? You're going to love purple. And right now, my listeners will get a free purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. 
Just text SAVAGE to 84-888. The only way to get this free pillow is to do this. You ready? Text SAVAGE to 84-888. That's S-A-V-A-G-E to 84-888. Text S-A-V-A-G-E to 84-888. S-A-V-A-G-E to 84-888. Message and data rates may apply. strongly with uh, many states, including New York. The emergency orders I'm issuing today will also confer broad new authority to the Secretary of Health and Human Services. Attention, Sean Hannity. The Secretary of HHS Attention, will be able to immediately Rush, Rush waive provisions of applicable laws and regulations to give doctors, hospital, all hospitals, Attention, and water carriers and mouthpieces. Flexibility to respond Catch up with reality, you schmucks, you and care for patients. This includes the following critical authorities. The Listen ability to this. To the president to is declaring a national emergency. A fairly new. The shills are still and, saying it's a and, hoax. Uh, incredible thing that's happened in the, in the not so uh, distant uh, past. I tell you, what they've done with telehealth is incredible. It gives uh, remote doctors visits and hospital check-ins. The power to waive certain federal license re- requirements so that doctors from other states can provide services in states with the greatest need. Number two, the ability to waive requirements that critical access hospitals limit the number of beds to 25 and the length of stay to 96 hours. The ability to waive the requirements of a three-day hospital stay prior to admission to a nursing home, big thing. The authority to waive rules to hinder hospitals' ability to bring additional physicians on board or obtain needed office space. They can do as they want. They can do what they have to do. They know what they have to do. Now they don't have any problem getting it done. The authority to waive rules that severely restrict where hospitals can care for patients within the hospital itself, ensuring that the emergency capacity can be quickly established. This is unprecedented, by the way. We'll remove or eliminate every obstacle necessary to deliver our people the care that they need and that they're entitled to. No resource will be spared, nothing whatsoever. Ten days ago, I brought together the CEOs of commercial labs at the White House and directed them to immediately begin working on a solution to dramatically increase the availability of tests. Other countries have called us and worked with us and they're doing similar things or will be doing similar things. As a result of that action today, we're announcing a new partnership with private sector to vastly increase and accelerate our capacity to test for the coronavirus. We want to make sure that those who need a test can get a test very safely, quickly, and conveniently. But we don't want people to take a test if, if we feel that they shouldn't be doing it. And we don't want everyone running out and taking only if you have certain symptoms. Using federal emergency authorities, the FDA approved a new test for the virus. We did this within hours after receiving the application from Roche a process that would normally take weeks. We therefore expect up to a half a million additional tests will be available uh, early next week. We'll be announcing locations probably on Sunday night. 
I want to thank Roche, great company, for their incredible Let's cut work. in for I'd one minute. Like You're to listening to the President of the United States <clears throat> declaring a national emergency. This is known as the Stafford Act or the National Emergencies Act. And what is this? It's a United States federal law passed to end all previous national emergencies and to formalize the emergency powers of the president. That's what the act was. What does it do? This empowers the president to activate special powers during a crisis. Do you understand what's going on right now? Those of you who are still repeating the talking points of two weeks ago, calling it a hoax. No worse than a bad flu. Please stop repeating the big lie. Please stop listening to glue horses in the radio business who should have been sent to the glue factory a long time ago. And they don't know what the hell they're talking about. And they're spreading misinformation and they're going to spread the disease even further. Don't you understand? It's not about me or them. This is a national emergency. Even the president is saying it's a national emergency. Catch up with reality. What does that mean? Let's go back to the president. Very uh, strongly, our country uh, stores in virtually every location. Google has uh, 1,700 engineers working on this right now. They've made tremendous progress. Our overriding goal is to stop the spread of the virus and to help all Americans who have been impacted by this. Again, we don't want everybody taking this test. It's totally unnecessary. Uh, and this will pass. Uh, this will pass through, and uh, we're going to be uh, even stronger for it. He's right. It will We've pass. We've learned a lot. Uh, tremendous not amount has been a few months. Uh, learned. I want to thank uh, Deborah Burks, and I want to ask her maybe to come up and say a few words as to what's happening. Dr. Burks is a uh, highly respected person. I've gotten to know her very well over the last six days, and uh, what we've done is rebuilt something that was very old, very old-fashioned. Well, what would you like him to do that he isn't obsolete, doing all you naysayers of Donald Trump? Let, let's cut off, kind of cut him off for a minute. Th- let's hear Dr. Burke, whoever she may be. I don't know who she is. I'm sure she knows what she's talking about. Oh, let's hear Dr. Burke for one second. It's a pleasure to be here with all of you. Um, I think you know at the beginning of this epidemic, HHS through CDC proactively developed an assay built on the existing flu surveillance system. Who is she? That surveillance system was then converted to diagnostic system. But last Tuesday, seeing the spread of the virus around the globe, the president realized that our current right, approach to testing I, I think was- I know where she's going. Uh, the shutdown that we're seeing is going to get worse. The crisis is estimated to last for at least two to three more months. I'm not suggesting you go out and get toilet paper. I still don't know what the thing is with toilet paper. Can anyone call me and tell me... What the hell is the toilet paper? I, I think I know, but I'm not sure. I, it's like a madness. What's the run on toilet paper for? It's the currency of the apocalypse right now is toilet paper and ammo. I understand ammo is out in all the stores, too. Are you stocked up on your ammo in case someone tries to break into your house and rob your toilet paper stores? Make sure that you have enough ammunition for your AR-15 to hold off the hordes that are going to try to break into your compound to steal your toilet paper. That's all <laughs> I can advise you. And, yeah, I'm going to laugh through it all. I have, a, I have a kind of dark sense of humor. And I do have a sense of humor about this as well. But misinformation, I'm sorry, is not called for at a time like this. Of course, if you want me to bash liberals to make you satisfied for a few seconds, I can do it. 
the liberals, meaning Pelosi and Schumer and the others, didn't want two and a half billion dollars to try to get on top of this pandemic. They wanted eight billion dollars so they could siphon off six or seven billion dollars for pork barrel programs that they and their cronies will capitalize on. That's the sickening part of it all. If you care to comment on this, uh, we'll do so. And I think we should let you vent today. I think everybody listening to radio today wants to hear about the, the actualities of this virus. Carl in Nevada is a medical professional. Carl, welcome to the program. What's your point? Yeah, hi. Well, listen, I'm getting a little tired of hearing everybody, uh, especially from the government, a lot of people on the radio saying that it's no worse than the flu. Well, number one, let me explain something to you. Basically, the flu can generally be only be passed from one person to another, one person. The COVID-19, one person can pass it to two, three, or four other people. Those two, three, four other people pass each one to two, three, four. Exponentially, it explodes. And it's maybe 10 times deadlier than the regular. Well, I know all of that, Carl, and I know that you and I are political opposites on many issues you've called before. Aren't you the psychologist who's always trying to debunk me? <laughs> I don't know if I can debunk you. Try to cure you, maybe, but not debunk you. <laughs> well, you can't cure or debunk me, but you really ought to, you really, you ought to work on your meds because your voice is a little slurry today. What are you on, Carl? Uh, what am I on? I, I, I don't smoke. I never drank. Yeah, but your voice is very sluggish today. What's the matter? Well, I'm sorry. I have no idea. I just take ibuprofen. ibuprofen. You, you better lay off the eye drops. That's all I can say. I thank you for the call. The eye drops go in the eyes, Carl. They don't go into the mouth. I think it slowed your tongue down. Uh, California, Matthew, you're next up on the Savage Nation. What's your point? Hey, Dr. Savage. I just, I'm just disgusted with these politicians that want to use uh, a, a virus like this to... Uh, uh, get funding for uh, things like abortion and other things like that. I've heard that Pelosi and Schumer and Schiff are all trying to add all this extra money on to this. That's right. About $7 billion for the trinkets of liberalism. Yes. It, I mean, how is it that we live in a country? I'm a veteran. I've, I've fought for this country, for the freedom of this country. And for them to take every single thing that happens and turn it around and try to take advantage of it. Because, look, or you, let me explain, Matthew, don't take it personally. It's the way our p political system works. It's a spoils system. And uh, the Democrat Party is one of tax and spend. That's the only thing they know. They know how to break things and they know how to tax and they know how to spend. They have no positive ideas for anything. And, of course, it's disgusting. Well, I, it's disgusting that they're using this for their, for their uh, you know, shopping list, their Christmas shopping list. But uh, you, you're not saying that the, the uh, pandemic is not a threat, are you? No, I'm, I think I absolutely agree that it's a threat. But this is a president who's done everything he can. A hundred percent agree with you. Right. Now, I don't know what more he could do. As a matter of fact. He is more liberal on what he is doing and what he's offering than any Democrat president ever could have gotten away with. And yet they're still attacking him. That's the sick part. He has gone to the left of FDR more quickly than a Democrat president could have done. And yet he's still being attacked by vermin on MSNBC and CNN, which should be closed down by their parent corporations until this virus is over. Whoever is running CNN and MSC and MSNBC, CNN, whichever the holding corporations are, they should close those stations down and they should go dark until this uh, national emergency is over because they're not doing the people any good. You hear?
855-407-282. Oregon, Mike, you're calling the uh, program. What are you seeing up in Oregon? Hi, good afternoon, Dr. Savage. Hey, I just wanted to give you a quick perspective of what we're seeing up here in the small county where we're from. Uh, Currently, we have one confirmed case of COVID-19. And the last two weeks, I've been going out trying to stock up for stuff, even before we had a confirmed case here. Um, Yesterday, I went to the pharmacy. I'm diabetic. So yesterday, we went to the pharmacy and stood uh, in line for about an hour uh, just trying to get supplies. I've also come across at the grocery store, long lines, lots of people trying to buy goods, and including the shortage of ammunition. And Yeah, that's an interesting one, the ammunition part of it. That's correct, yeah. People may break in and steal your toilet paper. You need as much ammo as you can get. Well, I hope Come on, I, look, you got to laugh a little bit about this. You, you can't let it get you down. It doesn't you know. get me down. It you got to take it serious. Come on, how much ammo do you actually have stored? How many thousands of rounds? I've got three kids. So uh, I hear you. I, I by the way, in a time of national emergency, anything could happen, especially in rural towns. You could have the madness uh, that erupts on its own. I agree with you. I'm not making a mockery of the fact that you want to protect your family. Uh, from the hordes that could arrive, but I don't think we're going to get there. I don't see why the supply chain should break down in this country. There's no reason the food supply should break down in this country. I, I totally agree with you. Um, I, I'm just trying to give you guys a perspective. No, I hear you. You're in a small town. It's much different than people living in other places, uh, such as in the safe white suburbs. But what is going to happen in the inner cities, I want to know? Uh, what's going to happen when they run out of the things that they like down there in the convenience stores? Uh, We're going to go in a minute back to the president right after this quick commercial break. Please be with us. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Business sector, commercial labs to meet what we knew then. All right, let me tell you, I only got a minute and 45 seconds left in this hour. And uh, the president just announced a national emergency. However, the new coronavirus causes only mild or moderate symptoms such as fever and cough. I want to be very clear about that, but it's debilitating. But for some people, especially older adults and those of you with existing health problems, it can cause more severe illness, including pneumonia. The vast majority of those of you who will get the disease or the illness will recover. And people with mild illness will recover in about two weeks. Those with more severe illness may take six weeks to be over it. Again, that does not mean we should ignore it. That does not mean it is nothing. That does not mean you should run around like a Pollyanna with your head in the sand. And the reasons are many, because it's a new virus that was probably bioengineered in a China-based military bio-warfare laboratory, as I have discussed on this program I don't want to alarm you. Uh, They're very, very clever, those scientists over there. And they gene spliced a few viruses together. We do not know the long-term effects. We do not know the recurrence rate of this virus yet, which is something that you have to think about. Yeah, they get over it in a few weeks and it's mild. But what's going to happen in six months or a year to the uh, immune system of those people who have been infected? We don't know. So if you're going to listen to people who have specialized in throwing you the malarkey for 20 years, all I can say is caveat and poor. 
the Westwood One Podcast Network. Fans of the spoken word, welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome back to The Savage Nation. The President of the United States, Donald Trump, has declared a national emergency, and I think that I owe it to you, the listeners, to go right to the President again for a few minutes. Let's listen in. Measures. Is your administration thinking about taking the Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin said today that you're just in the second inning of yeah, things that you well, might be undergoing? That's true. And we are looking at many different things, as you know. You know, some of them they've been written about very widely. I but don't want to listen to the media. I, I, would, I would close this down. I would not have a press conference and let them ask questions because they're not up to the task of thinking about the American people. Most people who go into journalism were the B, C, and D students who couldn't do anything else. Uh, and as a result, they're not that smart. If they were smarter than what they are, they wouldn't be reporters. And all they could do is act like they're wise guys or smart Alex and try to jab the, the president at a time like this. Now, I'm sorry. It's a national emergency. I don't want to hear from these paid uh, mouthpieces on, 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 in the news media. Or you want to try one more? Let's listen to the next chick. Protect you and also your staff who was there no, with him. No, we have uh, no symptoms whatsoever. And uh, we have oh, we had a great meeting the hand with of the Brazilian guy, the president of Brazil, Bolsonaro, great guy. And it's very, very worrisome. Very it I mean, it's very worrisome that he shook his hand. You know, I'm kind of laying awake. I had a premonition a few weeks. I don't like this. You know, he's an older man, Donald Trump. Let it go with that. Right now, he looks good. Maybe he's uh, one of these guys and nothing will touch him. Who knows? I don't know. If I ate like that, I would have been uh, six feet under about 40 years ago. But, you know, everyone's different. That's all. What are you going to do? Let's pray for him. I want to take the callers right now because we know there's been a national emergency. And we know that almost everyone on earth understands the severity of this, quote, mild illness. And yet pathetic mouthpieces are doing the president and the public a grave disservice. Uh, again, I will say if the disease is of no concern and no worry, then why did the president himself take such an extraordinary step to stop the spread of this illness and to treat those who are sick. The mouthpieces have not even caught up with the president himself. And all I can say to you, the listeners of this show, is I'm trying to do the public uh, service here, a public service here, and let the buyer beware. If you're going to listen to someone who dropped out of high school uh, lecture you about the virus, then you deserve the information that you are getting. Does that mean you're going to die from it? Probably not, unless you're an older person with an underlying illness. Does that mean you should ignore it? If you're a fool, ignore it. Go ahead. If you're a fool, ignore it. But you can't ignore it anymore. The point is society right now, whether it's severe or not to worry about too much, doesn't matter. The society itself is now in turmoil. This is now a societal cataclysm. And what you have to do is take the proper steps to protect yourself and your family during this cataclysm. And what are those steps? What, to rush out and buy toilet paper? I don't know. What's the toilet paper for? I still don't understand what it's for. What, if you get diarrhea, is that what? It, I don't get it. 
when you get a double ender from the I don't get it. I had food poisoning about a month ago. I could understand toilet paper in that condition. But what's this rush on toilet paper? It just shows you how anal this nation is. I I can think of something else to buy before toilet paper in a supermarket. Like how about a a bag of rice, a bag of uh, rice or something? I don't understand this with a toilet paper. Uh, Georgia, Oz, can you tell us why people are buying toilet paper? Hey, Doc Savage. Yes, sir. The only thing I've heard on the news media, especially the national news media, is that everybody's running out of toilet paper. So everybody I've talked to is saying. <laughs> but why? Why are they running out of toilet paper? I have no damn idea why. This is crazy. What is it, from blowing their nose over fear? Are they all crying? No, it's because they're saying there's not going to be any more toilet paper. You mean Georgia Pacific won't be able to cut down any more trees? <laughs> no, I had to throw that in because I see you're calling me from 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 George from Georgia, and I was I would guess you're in the lumber industry. I mean, all the trees you want, we got them here. But uh. <laughs> God, hey, what is toilet paper made from? Is it made from uh, uh, stands of pine trees that are planted just for toilet paper? I guess according. Uh I guess it's all according to what they use. I have no idea. They, they well, because I know that in New York City and Marin County and Los Angeles, they have to have very soft toilet paper that comes from endangered species somewhere. Of course, uh, they don't care about that. They care about global warming, but they want the softest toilet paper possible. <laughs> Thanks for the call. 855 uh, Mike in San Francisco, line two. Go ahead. Let us hear your opinion on whatever the subject may be. Average. Great to you. Yeah, I think you're focusing, the word I'm going to use is underreacting. And I I agree there is a group like that. And I think their logic is they're perceiving the morality rate as dropping with the C-19 as a result of underreported cases that are not right. here. So what you said, well, I'm not so concerned about the, the mortality. I am concerned about the morbidity. I have to keep repeating it over and over and over again. It's not so much how many people die from this a virus right now it's how debilitated they become and for how long mike are you there right and yeah oh i'm here i was just digesting that i well and not only that by the way after you get over this illness you are still potentially infectious that's called the morbidity rate again so people can't go back to work for quite a while, even though they've gotten over, let's say, the, the uh, acute phase of the, of the, uh, of the uh, virus. So I think people need to understand once again that the issue is not so much the mortality rate amongst the general population, but the rate of spread, the recurrence rate, and the morbidity of, uh, of this particular illness. And it's so serious that the president has declared a national emergency. So please don't sweep it under the table because a few sports jocks who got lucky and made billions of dollars or hundreds of millions of dollars over the years by uh, BSing the public have told you not to worry about it. Why don't you take your information from people who know what the hell they're talking about instead of people who have thrown you the blonde your whole life? Louisiana, Cindy Line 8, you're on the Savage Nation. Hey, Michael. Well, the toilet paper uh, problem here is, I mean, they've cleaned off the shelves here, too, as well. But what people are thinking, there's so much fear that, that has been, you know, just overwhelmed these people thinking that what if, okay, they've shut down sporting events, they've shut down churches, they've shut down places where people gather. What would be next? It would be a grocery store. They closed. Wait, 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 wait. Let's not rush that. Why would they close a grocery store? Oh, because it's a congregation point. Going to be 
congregating there. If they've got this flu, they're going to... Oh, come on. They can't close down a food supply. Come on. No, they... How, how, how are people going to get their food? No, you raise a very interesting point. No, you're raising a very interesting point. If I go into Safeway, there's probably more than 300 people in there. Exactly. I, I never thought of that, honestly. So you're actually fearing that people will they'll close down gr- grocery chain stores to contain the virus and the people, what, are they going to starve to death? Well, no. We, what, are we going to have to get on the bread lines that, that we were afraid Bernie Sanders would bring us? No, no, no. Now the government's going to provide us the, the food? They could call that the uh, service that they can have it bring to your door and waiter. And they have, all the stores around here have it now. Well, I think the minute this show is over, I'm going to put on some camo gear and uh, go to the grocery store to buy some toilet paper. They have. They were thinking- you know, I, I got to get my camo gear on and my combat outfit and get in that grocery store while I can get, still get the toilet paper. What have you stocked up on? Oh, I just don't even bother. <laughs> I oh, I'm sorry. What, what have you stocked up on? I couldn't. You, you couldn't even buy a toilet paper here if you wanted to. Are you serious? What is this toilet paper business? They're thinking they're going to be quarantined and they can't get out of their house. Okay. No, I understand. And they fear that if they get a flu-like illness where there's diarrhea, they're going to need toilet paper. Well, secondary, you know. Yeah. That's the whole thing, right? The secondary or... Yeah, it's a pretty messy situation. Okay, well, you make a good point. How did mankind survive? For, wait, let's let's all take a deep breath. How did mankind survive for eons without toilet paper? Leave. <laughs> okay, uh, Adam used it. Eve used it. It couldn't be that bad. Not not too bad. Maybe uh, the government can drop leaves over the cities. <laughs> uh, all right. Now look, you see, if we can have a laugh in the middle of all of this. I think it's very healthy to do so, right? Don't you think it's good to have a laugh in the middle of all of this and have some reality to it? Now, the stocks have come back up because Trump has announced some phenomenally important financial steps, which I told you about the other night. I also got very angry when I saw the vermin in the media uh, on the left attack him immediately. And, And what's heartbreaking about it is that it's a danger to the public health for Rachel Madcow to be allowed on the air. It's a heartbreak to me that the federal government doesn't step in and warn the holding companies that control NBC, that control CNN, that if they don't rein in this unbridled hatred at a time like this, where they're attacking the president who's doing more than any liberal Democrat could ever do, that he's going to pull an emergency act through the FCC and, and, and shut down those networks until this virus is under control. He has the power to do it. I recommend he should consider shutting down MS, MSNBC and CNN for the duration of this virus, as Lincoln, by the way, had to do during the crisis of the Civil War. Now, you say that censorship? I say, yes, it is. And there comes a time in a nation's uh, destiny where drastic measures may be necessary for the people uh, to be served. And when you have yokels like Rachel Madcow, who thinks that she's still at college, sitting in a sorority room with her girlfriends, just being snotty and sophomoric about everything, when unfortunately hundreds of thousands of lunatics believe her at a time like this, you'll understand why I am concerned. Now, then you have the true believers out there on the other side who really disturb me almost even more. We know how bad the left is. We know how sick they are with their hatred for Donald Trump and their hatred for those of us who voted for him, dismissing us all as knuckle-dragging fools. 
But, you know, when we have people on our own side who are no better dispensing fallacious information to you, uh, it's very hard for the people out there to make a rational decision. So I would say, if you don't know which way to turn and you are bewildered or confused, you don't know what's real and what's false here with, uh, uh, with the virus, the president himself has declared a national emergency to combat this virus which came from China. And again, if you want to know what the virus itself is, you'd be really frightened. No, it's not a common flu virus. No, it's not like uh, H1N1. It was probably a bioengineered virus, according to all the studies I have read. This is almost a Frankenstein virus. Yes, it is mild and most people recover, at least temporarily. Did you hear what I just said to you? We do not know the long-term effects. We do not know what else the devils who designed this virus may have uh, encoded into this uh, virus. You understand where I'm coming from here? You could sit there like, oh, yeah, it's mild. If I get it, it's just like a flu and I'll get it over it. Fine. But we don't know that's true six months or a year from now. We don't know what else the devils in that laboratory came up with uh, that could come back six months or a year from now. We have no idea. So please don't be a Pollyanna and please take every precaution possible. What does that mean? Bolster your immune system. I mean, we heard about hand washing. Your mother told you that when you're two years old. I told you there are other things you should be doing, such as you want to get very, very basic. Please, when you go outside in a public setting, when you come home, especially if you have young children or pets, remove your shoes at the door outside. Why am I saying that? Because this virus lives for a long time on surfaces. You have children, you have pets, you're going to drag in God knows what crap into the house on your shoes. I mean, by the way, it's a very good idea to do this anyway. I've been doing it for years wherever I go, if I can remember it. The Japanese have been doing it for, for ages. Why? Why did the Japanese remove their shoes before they entered their dwellings? Because they had epidemics in their countries uh, over the over the uh, centuries, and they realized in their own way, maybe before the germ theory of disease, that when you drag your shoes in from the outside, you're dragging, you know, filth into your house. So, you know, there are some commonsensical things you could do and, and bolster your immune system. I've written a small pamphlet on this. It costs almost nothing called Diseases Without Borders. It's on Kindle. Uh, am I going to get rich off it? I don't need to get rich off it. No, I'm not going to get rich off it. It was written two, three years ago. I'm trying to help people in the public service. Yes, there are things you can do and there are things you can avoid. And please do so. Don't believe the Pollyannas. Believe the president himself who just declared a national emergency. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Coming back to the live Savage Nation, we're talking about the national emergency declared by President Trump to contain and treat the Wuhan virus. I think we should call it the Wuhan virus, so we all know what we're talking about. Uh, It is not COVID-19. That was an acronym created by the World Health Organization, so you would be deceived as to uh, the origins. It's important you know uh, the origins of this particular disease and how it was first transmitted in uh, person-to-person transmission here in the United States. 
Well, we have extraordinary times, extraordinary steps taken by the commander-in-chief that are excellent. And he's actually gone to the left of a liberal Democrat in his financial and economic package. But that has not stopped the very low IQ people on MSNBC and CNN from attacking him anyway. I'll be right back. Michael Savage, a host like no other. We're talking about the extraordinary steps the president has taken to contain the Wuhan virus, known to you as COVID-19, and the information, the misinformation, what you need to do, what you need not to do. And there's a lot of info flying around, and you've got to listen to the most reliable sources on this. You make up your own mind who they may be. And I think you should begin with the president himself. Although his most... Um, let us say, his biggest mouthpieces have not yet caught up with his own message. He himself has caught up with the realities of this virus. They haven't. And so you got people saying, don't worry about it. It's no different than the flu. And they give me a garbage about the swine flu. All irrelevant. All irrelevant because of the transmission rates that are different between swine flu and uh, this virus. All different be because the recovery rates are different, all different because the, uh, the long-term effects are not yet known, all different because the transmissibility of this virus is very worrisome. And of course, it's important for you to understand the best thing you can do is avoid getting sick. And so if you think it's nothing, think again. If you think you're not going to get it, good. Good for you to have a positive attitude. I like that. On the other hand, take some reasonable precautions. The president himself is telling you. He just said he's going to be tested. Some wise news girl just uh, put him on the spot and blabbermouthed and blah, 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 yap, 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 yap. They're not understanding yet that the news is supposed to be in the public interest, not to destroy a presidency. They haven't figured that out yet because they went to these damn journalism schools, which are nothing but communist uh, indoctrination centers. But the news girl put the president on the spot just a few minutes ago and said you shook the hand of someone at Mar-a-Lago and tried to pin him to a, to a wall. Are you going to be tested? Why would you say you're not going to be tested? Then he tricked her up. He tripped her up by saying, I am going to be tested. And then she couldn't shut her big mouth and said, when? It's not her place to ask him when. She stepped out of line again, these, these jerks from J-School. Is she hoping he does get sick? Would that make Rachel Madcow happy? Would that let her sneer a little bit more? Without letting that Don, Don Lemon, who has the brains of a 10-watt refrigerator bulb compared to a 100-watt bulb, would make him smirk and happy? I'm going to say it again, because before the show is over, I want the holding corporations that control CNN, that control NBC, to understand the president has the power to turn you off. And if you keep letting these shills like Mad Cow and Lemon and the others continue to disrespect the American public with their sneering lies, you should take the steps before the government does. You should shut them down for the next 90 days and get them off the air. Because they're no longer, forget about journalism, they're not even commentators. A commentator does not go out of his or her way to destroy a presidency, especially during a time of a national emergency, which is a time that we are in right now. This is no longer about your ratings, you jerks that run Comcast, uh, that may own these, 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 out, these outlets. 
It's about the national well-being. You can't let these low IQ, uh, these low IQ puppets continue to do this. It's very important that extraordinary steps, steps be taken. The president has done all that any president could ever do and then some. In fact, the markets know that. They responded to it. The market's back up today. You wouldn't know that asking, listening to the news girls, would you? Tell me what he could have done once this thing broke out that he hasn't done. Anyone listening have an answer to that? His financial and economic offerings are beyond that of an FDR. If we had Franklin Delano Roosevelt in power and he had offered what he offered the other night, he couldn't have offered more. What do you want from this man? Don't you understand there comes a time when you have to put down your your axe and step out from your hatred and understand that we're all in this together? That this is a national emergency that should not be used by you or anyone else to harm the president, the administration, or this nation any more than you already have. At the end, what goes around comes around. And as I have wisely written for, well, 40 years ago, one of my books began with the phrase, microbes do not discriminate. I was glad to see it was stolen by uh, Biden's speechwriter the other night, changed it a little bit, which is good. No, microbes do not discriminate. And they do not know that you're a good communist or a good liberal or whatever you are. They really don't know. You're just a live host to them. And if you had any brains, you'd understand that we're all in this together. It's one giant lifeboat called the United States of America. And we've got to rally around the president right now and try to help him as he is trying to help us. Not try to degrade him and run him down while he is trying to help us. At the end of the day, he's only a human being like you are. And the storm that you are trying to create will in the end harm you as much as it harms those you perceive to be your enemies. Now, having said that, we all believe that this is an unprecedented time, that this is the most tense uncivil time that we've ever lived through. Many of you want the collapse of the nation. You think that will be better for the election of Joe Biden. Many of you are filled with such blind hatred that you are murderous for those that you despise. But I will tell you this, we've been through this before. I have seen times like this before. It's a very difficult time. You're all focused on Donald Trump's presidency, but that's not what you should be focused on. You're, uh, you're the enemy of the people and the enemy of your own self. You are the enemy. The enemy is us. That means the enemy is you. We've been through this before. I remember the 60s. I remember what went on. It was a cycle of hatred like I have never believed. I didn't think the country could survive it. I remember when there were the killings at Kent State. I didn't think we could survive that. I want you to understand that we are going through another economic and social cycle that will result in a tremendous growth period. We'll produce more goods. We will have a better economy when this is all over than we ever have before. But until we get to that point, we have to all draw together. We have to understand that there's a time and a place for everything. And the only way we're going to get there is if we realize that microbes do not discriminate. And again, I want to repeat what I said at the beginning. We also see on the other side, amongst the uh, uh, other side, a panic of complacency. 
You've got clowns, veritable clowns who have made hundreds of millions of dollars lying to you over these years by making believe that there's an internal enemy that has caused all the problems in the country. That if only there were no liberals, none, none whatsoever, none liberal. If all liberals were wiped out, we'd have a great nation. Really? Is that what you really believe? That everyone is a liberal is an evil person who doesn't deserve to live? And how are you any better than those who believe the same about the, quote, conservatives? What we need now is calmness and truth. And there are certain immutable medical truths. They can't be altered by any man, no matter the uh, status of that particular man, no matter how much he has uh, balanied you his whole life. He can't get away with it anymore. You've got to take reasonable precautions to overcome, if you should get it, this rather mild illness. But we don't know if it's a rather mild illness in the long term. Let me repeat that again. Yes, most people recover. But we don't know what the long-term effects will be. Do you understand that? By all evidence, this is a bioengineered weapon. You say I'm making it up, study it. It's a bioengineered weapon. They spliced the genes of several viruses and put them together in a laboratory in China to conduct biowarfare on their enemies. And it turned on them instead. It blew up in their faces. That's what most people who are studying this in depth have come to believe is true. So again, if you want to believe this Frankenstein virus is nothing more than a common cold, because you heard it from a sportscaster who made hundreds of millions of dollars by telling you that the whole problem with the world are liberals, hey, you know what? Buyer beware, do what you want. But on the other hand, I would rather believe the president and his task force uh, than a uh, shock jock who never went to college. And I'm sorry if you don't like that. I'm really sorry if it offends you. But there comes a time when expertise matters. Whether it's learning English from a literate PhD who studied English literature rather than some street garbage who has a a, a hip-hop record. Or a science expert rather than someone who knows nothing about what the hell they're talking about. Make your own decision. Learning matters. Education matters. It has to do with the national interest. And I hope you understand that we're all in this lifeboat together. The market is up. Why is the market up? Because the president helped restore confidence in the business community. It was his stimulus package. It was his calm demeanor, despite them trying to trip him up. That's why the market has come back up. We're all in this together. We can't keep trying to knock Trump down and not understand it will knock us down in so doing. This is Michael Savage. Uh, I'll be right back to take your calls right here on the Savage Nation. Home of borders, language, culture, the Savage Nation. Is God unhappy with mankind? Is that why the world is suffering from the coronavirus? I'm sure you're going to hear that from pulpits over the next days and months, and you'll have to think about that. Man has not been doing very good on the planet, not with himself, not with others, certainly not with the earth, nor all the things within it. We have exploited the earth mercilessly. We have been cruel to each other, to ourselves and to animals, mercilessly. 
definitely a time for theological questions and answers, which I'm not going to try to uh, do right now. I'll let you do it with yourself, your own conscience, but it's irrelevant. What's relevant is what do you do now? There was a plague during the Middle Ages. Certain peoples on the earth, and I mean peoples, not people, uh, were more susceptible to the plague in the Middle Ages than others. It's interesting, when I studied this 30, 40 years ago, uh, when I was in graduate school, that certain insular groups were almost immune from the plague. The Jewish people, for example, had been put into ghettos. They were isolated from the general community. The Jewish people had kosher food laws. They only ate what they themselves raised and slaughtered within their own communities. But they also made their own beer. And their beer was very, very powerfully infused with hops, which are very powerful antibacterials. I'm giving this as an example, not an, an idea that you should go buy kosher food and beer. And so the insular people in the Middle Ages, like the Jewish people, were largely spared from the plague. What does it have to do with today? I don't know if it has anything to do with today. But it's an interesting story for you to think about. And I guess it says why should we, we should sort of self-isolate until the the acute phase of this crisis is over, which we are all doing. After my show was over yesterday, I went to the supermarket. No one laughed at me because I was wearing gloves. I've been wearing gloves in supermarkets for God knows how long. And if I didn't wear gloves, I wiped the uh, cart clean with the wipes that they have. Why would they have wipes in supermarkets now for years? Ordinary supermarkets have had wipes for years, right? Jim, you've seen them. Maybe not in your part of the world, but here in the San Francisco area. We've had them for years. Every time I grab a cart, why do I wipe it? Why have I wiped it? Because there are, there are bacteria, there's viruses What on these carts. So I've gone a step further. I wear my, my outdoor leather gloves. Not big, just regular gloves, that's all. And I take as much caution as I can. I'll tell you another little trick I do. Maybe it's stupid, maybe it isn't. You know when you check out with your credit card and you run it through the machine, it says remove card now, and you put it in your wallet, okay. That card has been in a machine where another card has been that could have been touched by someone who had the virus on it, and that virus could live on your credit card. So I, I, okay, so what am I... Now, what about when you have to sign on the screen with those stupid pencils that never work? Do you know what I do? I turn the screen around with my gloved hand, and I say to the clerk, would you mind signing that for me because the pencil doesn't work? By the way, it doesn't often work. They said, no, no, they're very friendly. I don't even want to touch the pen. Why? Think about why. That's all. I mean, just take reasonable precautions. Cook your own food. And um, learn to enjoy being at home. Watch the birds. Watch the sunsets. Learn to talk to your husband or your wife or your children. There's a lot in the world that was here before the Internet arrived. It's still here. And I don't think you should give into a panic of fear. On the other hand, please don't give in to the panic of complacency. We're living through a mini apocalypse of toilet paper right now. And so stock up on your toilet paper and your ammo in case someone wants to break into your house and rob all your toilet paper. And on the other hand, have a sense of humor about it all. The president's done everything a living president could ever have done and then some. The other night he gave a great speech. He was immediately run down by Rachel Madcow and the other lunatics on the uh, MSNBC, and their holding company has to turn them off, suspend them for 60 to 90 days because they, they cannot control themselves. It does not 
do the nation any good to run the president down during an emergency. No matter what you may have done before the emergency in the media, you have to stop it right now. Because what you're doing is weakening the resolve of the government to help all of us get through this crisis together. And the holding companies that own the NBC label and or the CNN label, they have to step in or the government's going to step in and shut you down. You got to take these mouthpieces off the air for 90 days because they're not asking rational questions. What they're doing is just being snotty college children, if they even went to college. In the case of Don Lemon, I don't know if he went to, the, to anything. He's so dumb, it's frightening. Uh, in, a, in, a, in a light bulb store where there's a 100 watt bulb, an 80, a 60, a 40 watt bulb, he would be a refrigerator bulb in intelligence. He's, he needs to be taken off the air and made uh, off, period. A panic of complacency. Well, my friends, that's it for the week. We're going to have supply chain problems pop up here and there. And things are going to get worse before they get better. Remember what I'm saying to you. In most cases, it's a mild illness. People survive from it. We do not know, though, the long-term effects of this bioengineered virus. Thanks for listening. The Westwood One Podcast Network.